going on, people? This is Lecrae. Hey, what's up, y'all? This is Kel Mitchell. Picky one is that would be me. <laughs> Yo, what's up, everybody? It's your boy, Brian Hooks. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Dr. Dorinda Clark Cole. Yo, what up, y'all? It's your boy, Kev, on stage. Yo, what's up? This is Doug E. Fresh. What up, what up? It's DJ Emmy for that Breakfast Club. What's up, everybody? It's Mr. Talkbox. Hello there. This is Kim Burrell. Yo, what's up, everybody? This is Cardi Cortez. Well, hello there. I am Ja'Kalen Carr. Good afternoon. It's Jess with the mess. Hey, everyone. This is Faith Jesse. My name is Kid from Kid and Play. Peace to the planet. Charlemagne the God here. What's up, y'all? Las Vegas. It's said entertainer. I want you to download and tune into the greatest gospel station in the Las Vegas area. It's the number one gospel station. Number one gospel station. Number one gospel radio. Check it out. I need you to do me a favor. I need you to go download Anointed Radio app. From either the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. For 24-7 gospel. Make sure to check out their website at anointedradionetwork.com. Music for the soul, music for your spirit, music to lift your heart. That soul food for your body, that energy for your spirit. Gospel in the morning, gospel for lunch, gospel at dinner, and then you go to sleep. You know what? Guess what? You dreaming about some gospel. Sometimes these are the songs that really uplift us and uh, get us through some of the tough times. Salute Pastor J. Calhoun and Anointed Radio. Know your boy wouldn't steer you around. Go listen right now. You feel me? Check them out without no doubt. Because gospel is what it's all about. Hey, everybody, this is Pastor Jay, and like always, we're going to start off in normal fashion. And normal fashion is this. We're going to come out of Proverbs 13 and 20. And in this daily reading, it said, walk with the wise and become wise, for a companion of fools suffer harm. You got to see what your circle. Man, a, a mentor of mine a long time said, you can tell where you go based off the circle that surrounds you. But the word says it right there. If, you, if you're walking with wise people, they're going to put you in wise situations. They're going to make sure that you set up and that you're not doing anything foolish. But if you hang out with fools, often you do foolish things. You lose things. You start all over. You end up in that same cycle of build, lose, build, lose, and you, you feel like you're not going nowhere. Check your circle. God has put people in your life that you've probably overlooked because you're like, man, they ain't cool or man, they not not what I'm looking for. Well, God will put people strategically into your life to make sure that you have that support system that you keep talking about on Facebook. Oops, I'm sorry. God will set you up with a support system that is really for you, not yes people, not people that's going to support foolishness, but people that's going to instill into you, that's going to pray for you, that's going to stand with you, not behind you, not in front of you, but with you while you're going through the gap. If you think about Job's friends, they tore their clothes and put ashes over their head too. They went through it with Job because they were trying to be a good friend. Like Big Mama used to say, Everybody ain't your friend. Amen. Amen. Dear Father God, we just thank you, God. God, thank you for helping us get through this week. 
thank you, God, for everything that you're doing. God, I just ask you to just be in the midst tonight. Let something be said that can be able to help somebody, be able to set somebody free, give new revelation, to be able to give somebody that 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 jolt of being able to restart their relationship with you, God. God, let us be able to reach the unreachable, teach the unteachable, and even touch somebody with the hardest heart to say, what can I do to be saved? God, enlarge the territory of anointed radio, Lord, where it could be able to go to new airwaves, to new countries, to new cities, to new places. God, just be able to bless this platform to be a true representation of you, Lord. God, we just ask you to, to touch everybody under the sound of my voice. Let them see the evidence of you in their life. Let them be able to see you for real and let them be able to know that you are where their rest is. You are where their strength is. So God, just be able to reveal yourself to some people, God. Help them break the chains that have held them down for so long. Help them be able to see the revelation of their purpose in you, Lord. God, we just thank you. We glorify you. We give you all the glory and all the praise. And we say that all in Jesus' precious name. Amen. 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 It's Pastor Jalen. Like always, I got something to say. What I got to say is this. You can follow me at Anointed Jalen on all social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, I'm not on Twitter. I am on Twitter, but I'm not on Twitter. It's kind of like the same thing. But hey, make sure you go follow me. And if you haven't been on my social media i've been promoting like crazy can i get a little grace it's going crazy it's in it's in asia it's in australia it's in all these publications people are listening to it make sure you go and get my new single can i get a little grace is definitely going to bless you and um if you did not know now you know anointed radio i know some people have probably been like man what's up with the app the app and tripping we are redeveloping the app everybody be patient everybody say redevelop we're rebranding the app so we have some developers we've i've been meeting with them every saturday and we're going to work on a better app where it could serve you guys better 24-hour gospel but 24-hour gospel is still on our website so you could still go on the website it's just not a nice pretty app but the app is coming so I'm telling you, it's coming. It's going to be great. It's kind of like when grandma put that Thanksgiving dinner in the oven. The longer it waits, the better it is. So we're developing that. And if you did not know, shout out to Church Funny, where we are partnering together to make our TV network a very phenomenal TV network. It's going to be called CA Life, Churchy and Anointed life television where it's coming out first quarter of next year so many things are coming up so make sure you stay tuned with lv anointed radio and you'll be able to check all the latest updates who's our guests and all that stuff one thing i have to say is we are the champion my friend if you didn't know the lady aces las vegas lady aces won the championship back to back like drake said back to back we won the championship last year and brought the trophy to las vegas they were the first sports team to bring a national championship to las vegas now we did it again lady aces have brought it back the parade was on monday and they were the first one in uh in like 20 years to win a wnba basketball uh championship back to back so shout outs to the our media, our media partner, 
with the Las Vegas Aces. And if you want to know more about sports, make sure you check out Anointed Radio Sports, where you can hear about the Las Vegas Raiders, the Las Vegas Knights, the Las Vegas Lights, and our champions, the Las Vegas Aces. With that, we had a lot of things happening this weekend. Darnell Davis came out to Las Vegas. He went to Moments of Blessings Church, and it was phenomenal. I couldn't make it, unfortunately. I had some things I had to take care of, but I heard great reports from it. There was a lot of people in the house, and it was a great event. So shout outs to the Gospel Industry Network that Las Vegas that hosted the event with Darnell Davis here in Las Vegas, doing some great things, continue doing the great things under the leadership of Sharon Scott Wilson. Amen. We have a roll call today, man. It's kind of like school when everybody just want to call off on senior ditch day. But we have a roll call today. We have ever make sure that you go check out semi so real. Make sure you guys go check out Prophetess Tish. Make sure you guys go check out Marvette the artist and make sure you go check out. I think he's still coming, but we'll never know. He'll come in probably fashionably late. Bishop, mercy coming, y'all. But we have a great guest for you guys today. We have a, a phenomenal woman of God who has been doing great things in the industry. You've probably heard songs she wrote. You've probably seen her host award. She's done it all. I mean, she's in. If you know gospel, then you'd have seen her there. She was at the Dove. She was at the Stellars. She was there and she's blown up in a major way. I want you guys all to see the female type i'm gonna call on my show the female type pastor jay miss jay williams everybody hey so miss jay yes for all the listeners where can they find you what's your website what's your instagram what's what's all your social media links well you can start with my website is just j.com that's j-u-s-t J-A-I.com. Um, or you can find me on Instagram uh, under J Talks, J-A-I-T-A-L-K-S, because I am a singer and songwriter, but I also talk a lot because I do podcasting, I do hosting, as as uh, Pastor Jay mentioned. But yeah, I do a lot of speaking engagements. I'm a certified speaker with John Maxwell. So yeah, th- those two are the, the best, but I'm on Facebook as well and TikTok. If you look up either Just Jay or J Talks, you'll find me. Okay, so what you have in a name like mine, that means <laughs> people have always messed up your name somehow. Yes. So I've had, because uh, I saw on your EPK where he was like, this sounded out, it's J, not yes. John. Yes. Yay. Well, people, people call, call me Jalen. Oh. You know, yeah, because they'd be like, yeah, anointed Jalen. I'm oh. like, we're going to be buying these vowels and adding an E onto my name. Like, I didn't have to deal with that all <laughs> Like, I know people like buying a vow. Oh, buy a vow. Is it an E? Right. No, you're wrong. It's an O. Yeah. <laughs> right. People always tend to call me Jai. I mean, and it makes sense. Well, my full name is Jamie. Um, so it's J-A-I-M-E. But no one, even my mom calls me Jay. But so I was like, well, why would I add a Y to my name when the first three letters of my name are J-A-I? So I've always just kind of spelled it J-A-I. So yeah, that's it's J. See, and my first name is Jaylon. And I cut mm-hmm. off the three. See? And I, and I was like, Jay, it just makes sense. It just makes sense. I, I, I try to tell people, like, I call spiritual, spiritual. I say, I took me out of it. So I took M-E out of it. Less of me, more of you, God. <laughs> I, I said, Pastor Jay's my safe self. Amen. Uh, 
Hallelujah. <laughs> we'll keep that. So, um, I want. I want to ask a question. Come on. It, here's the icebreaker question. Icebreaker question is, you know, if Christian people actually celebrate Halloween, I'm probably going to get DMs about this. But if Christian people celebrated Halloween, what costume would you wear? Well, here's the thing. Like, my birthday is November 5th, okay? So it's a few days after Halloween. And my family was devout Christians, Pentecostal. Like, I was a, a Kojic girl. So, like, we didn't, they didn't play that Halloween stuff. That was of the devil. But because costumes were on sale the week after, I always had a, a costume party. And so I would dress up like any of my favorite characters. So if I, um, if I were to dress, you talking about dressing up now? Like mm -hmm. as an adult, as someone as, over, adult. as someone over 40, I would lean more towards um, some type of animal because I, I mean, I, I would want to still kind of look glam. So I'd stop probably still do a full face makeup, do some type of animal print, like like a leopard or a cheetah or a cougar, you know. <laughs> well, I'm dressing up this time for the first time. because What are you wearing? What are you doing? So my job, everybody knows my nine to five is Sephora. And no, I didn't know that. Yes, I work IT in Sephora and they're having Oh, a I thought you could give me discounts on makeup. Oh, I, I, I get free makeup. But anyway, so um <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> um, I'm gonna dress up as Suge Knight. Nice. nice. Yeah. I'm getting my death row chain. I'm, I got I got I'm I, I was I was growing the hair. You know, because usually I don't have as much hair. Because I was gonna do the Uncle Phil, uh -huh. and I, I had that little that little crescent moon right uh -huh. there, uh -huh. and I was a little sweatsuit. And I was gonna do the little dance that he did. Yeah, but like some of these people at my job ain't gonna know who that is. No, they're just gonna think you just uh, you, maybe like, you. They <laughs> and then like, you get offended. They're gonna be like, oh, you just uh, because I was gonna get grayed up here, and they're like, you're an old black dude, okay? Yeah, you're but, old Jay, okay? <laughs> right, exactly. Is it Grandpa Day? And right. I would be like, I killed the reference, but <laughs> I was like, oh, I should do Suge Knight. I'd be the Christian Suge Knight, and I'm gonna get the shades on. I'm gonna say, if you don't want your executive producer all in the videos oh. dancing, <laughs> you think they're gonna, you think they gonna know that too? Yeah, of, of course. Okay, we'll see. Let, let us know how that works out for you. But I like if whenever I dress up for stuff, because I don't mind now that I'm an adult and I'm actually um, like now back, be, like being single now after a 20 year marriage. Uh, some of my girls, we would go out, you know, and like I was a, a ghostbuster. I was like, I'm a whole ghostbuster, you know, like, but, but, <laughs> but I've done ghostbusters. But like, we like to dress up. Like, I remember when I was a kid, I would dress up like Wanda. Um, from oh, Wanda, Wanda, like oh, like Wanda, the one who Amy Fox. How you the, you know, I was Wanda, I was um, I was um, who else was I? Small Wonder, Vicky from Small Wonder, but that's aging me. But I love to like dress up like characters, like TV characters, like Babs Bunny. You know, I wanted to be like an actual character. So I love face paint. I love makeup. I love all that stuff. So yeah. Like a cartoon character. I love a good cartoon character. Yeah. I'm I'm a I'm a cartoon head. I love I used to watch cartoons all the time. You know, one up. thing I, I feel like my cousin broke this down. You're never too old for cartoons. Like no, cartoons like, always bring you in a good negative. Mood. Cartoons bring that positive 
vibe of something just silly. Mm-hmm. Even mm-hmm. if you watch like a horror movie, I was telling my daughter this the other day um, <laughs> that I actually used to be scared of Vampire in Brooklyn. And we watched it yesterday and I couldn't believe I was scared of that movie. But back in the 90s, that was that was high tech. It was, you know, yeah, crazy contacts on. And I didn't watch it. You ain't never seen Vampire in Brooklyn? No, that was demonic, man. No, I didn't watch nothing like I saw Chucky, like child, I saw a piece of that and it had nightmares for days. Like I saw some of the gremlins had nightmares for that Beetlejuice. I couldn't hear that. Uh what is that one song about uh daylight come on me one go home? I couldn't hear that without getting scared because I heard I saw that clip of Beetlejuice. Mm-mm. No, no, I don't I still don't mess with scary movies to this day. Because not just because I'm super, I'm just like, uh uh-uh. uh, like I be having dreams. I don't need nothing else messing with my dreams. Don't mess with my sleep. So you so you got the gift of prosthetic. <laughs> no, I do though. I actually see. I see a lot in dreams. God, God deals with me in my dreams, so I can't be messing with them. Okay, I, I don't. I don't blame you. Yeah. I always looked at sci-fi because I was a nerd. That's why I did computers because I, I, the Star Wars, the the crazy characters, the sci-fi. Because you know, when I was out, and I guess this is B and D, but it's not really. It's testimony. Um, when I was at the age of five, I saw my first demon. Mm. And I did not know why I kept having the same nightmare and then seeing the same demon over and over and over again until I learned about spiritual warfare and things like that. But as a child, you don't know. You just sit here. I'm like, I didn't even watch nothing. Right. When I saw scary movies, I was like, this is fake because I saw what a real demon looked like. Got nothing compared to what you will see in uh, in a spiritual attack. Oh, yeah. what is your, I, I guess my other icebreaker question is this. What was the uh, first encounter of a spiritual warfare? Oh, man. I, I can't even date the first one. My dad's a pastor. And so um, I grew up in church. Like I grew up in spiritual environments. And we were, like I said, we were Pentecostal, Holy Ghost filled, like Church of God in Christ, church seven days a week. <laughs> like we were always at prayer service, choir rehearsal, uh Bible study. It was just always something, like always a service. I remember one of my scariest moments. I remember being a kid and a man, because we were in the city of St. Louis, like in, in, in the hood, like in uh off Cass and Jefferson in St. Louis, Missouri. And we had a small little church, and our church could probably seat maybe a couple hundred. But we had one of our late night services. They would always, yeah, Kojic don't play. Somebody said Kojic don't play. They don't play um, still, you know. Um, and so at the at the end of one of our services, like we were having like a, um, a altar call, a man walked in and he was actually coming in to rob us. Like, mm-hmm. you know, so he came in to rob us. And I know my dad was like, um, I just remember probably, I was probably about, maybe 10. And I know I had other encounters, but this one was like, because it was crazy. Um, I remember the man coming into Robinson. My dad was like, you, now now I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the spirit inside of you. He's like, your assignment is canceled. And the man was like, no, it's not. Like his voice changed and everything. And it just, it got crazy real fast where like the, the church, like the church mothers and like the, the, the ones that were like trying to get the kids like to go to the lower level 
because it looked like the man had a weapon. I just remember stay, staying upstairs because I was very inquisitive about that kind of stuff. And I remember seeing that man pretty much almost like climb the wall. Like I, it was, it was, by the end though, his skin was lighter. He'd given his life to the Lord. He didn't rob us at all, thank God, but he ended up leaving. But I remember that visual of him like, looked like Spider-Man, like he was climbing the wall. And maybe I'm, maybe I was a kid and dramatizing it, but I know it was something, cause he was like contorting and my dad was, didn't touch him at all, but was like warring with him in the spirit. So I remember that. So, but I've seen so many other things since then that, you know, that's one of many things I've seen. See, that's crazy because as an adult, when I first had spiritual, uh, I guess you could say, when I got back into really being saved and being in church, because I did as an adult, I saw a bag lady. It was late night, like two o'clock in the morning, driving home, and a bag lady with a cart. I'll never forget this because I'm like, I must be dreaming or I'm tripping. She came and she was like, like pushing the cart at early morning. And she was, I stopped my car to let her go across the street. When she got to me, she looked at me and her face was distorted. And I was mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm having a spiritual warfare right now. That's a whole demon. Right. And she went across the street. When I drove my car, I didn't see her in the rear view. And I said, okay, what you got, what you, what, what's happening? Am I off? Like, is something about yeah. to happen? Yeah. Because when you start seeing demons onto that level and they really it's and you physically see them, it's yeah. something about to happen. Mm hmm. Yeah. But I, I used to be super afraid of things like that when I would see stuff like that. But then I realized like that's when the authority of the Holy Spirit really charged in me, like understanding that greater is he that is in me that, you know, than he that is in the world. Like we wrestle right. not against against flesh and blood, but against spiritual wickedness in, in high places and dark places. And so once I realized that I would just take authority over it and, and realize like, oh, OK, I mean, we we talk about. Satan being around, you know, but we have authority to tell him like, and that's why even now when I pray, my prayer has changed. Like my prayer time with God has, has definitely changed since, um, since I really started understanding spiritual warfare. Um, like I understood that a lot of times Satan wreaks havoc on our lives primarily because we don't take authority. When you think of like what Psalm talks about entering to his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise, that's not just talking about an edifice. That's not necessarily talking about a church building. We are literally supposed to appear in court with God because I was really upset, especially, and I'll talk about it more in a little bit. Like um, when I went through my divorce, I remember feeling like God abandoned me. And the main Bible story that people wanted to talk to me about was Job. And I didn't want to hear about Job because Job was always rubbing me the wrong way. Like, I'm like, what did you, why? And you brought Job up earlier. And I'd be like, when, why, how in the world did, was God and Satan chit-chatting about, you know, oh, are we considering my servant Job? And it's like, man, you threw him under the bus. Like, what, player, what is that all about? You know, like, what about him? Like, is that what you did with me? Did you, like, like did you consider my servant Jay? You know, and you took the hedge protection off of me, and all of a sudden you just let all thing, all hell break loose? But, um, and just digging deeper and allowing God to really dig in my heart and, like, really understand what that meant was, Satan is required to report to God on an everyday basis before Perhaps. he can touch us. He had like, so they wouldn't, it shifted my mentality of thinking that uh, God and Satan were just homeboys 
she, I'm like, what is he doing in heaven anyway? Why is he talking to God? I thought he was kicked out of the joint. No, but he has to. <laughs> He has to report to God every every day to get permission to touch us. And so he summons to court. We we have the opportunity, but we don't always take our authority and realize that we appear to court through prayer. But we a lot of times that's why things start happening to us because we're not appearing. So Satan shows up and you think of like Judge Judy and all these other court shows. You think of the judge and you see two people you know, and, and you see them going against each other. Well, Satan has to appear. So then if he uh, like submits his his plan for me or you or you, um, you know, and, and we're not there to object, then of course it's kind of like, well, all right. You know, like poor Job, he didn't have access to the courts at the time because the veil hadn't been torn yet. Poor Job, uh, uh, my homeboy. I can't wait to get to heaven to dap him up. Be like, my boy, I'm sorry. Well, you man. know, I always, I always looked at that story like, man, if if forgiveness was that deep, you couldn't have just told him that without him losing half his family, half his house, all his stuff, sickness in his body, almost close to death. All you had to be like, you know, you need to learn how to forgive, and because like, people ain't gonna understand. Because you realize he got his double blessing after he forgave his friends for being like, well, you must have did it. And, and we deal with that. We deal with people not understanding what you're going through. We deal with people that is going to talk about you like, well, if you're going through it, you must have did something. You know, right. black, if you go to jail, don't ever call nobody black because they're going to ask what you do, how you do it, what mm -hmm. the hell were you at? He's like, right. can you help me or no? And that's right. the same court. Like most judges, if you've ever been in the court system, they side with who come to church. I mean, a church come who to court. Show up. Who I shows up? Who shows up? come to church. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like a lot of times in prayer, we don't come to court. We don't show up in prayer. When yeah. Satan is summons to court, like he has to show up. That is a part of his curse. Like he has to appear to get permission. And I don't even think he enjoy. Like it just changed this whole like epiphany and like revelation has like changed my thoughts on even I'm like wow Satan is really tortured I think after 2000 years he's probably exhausted by having to torture us every day like it's like oh I gotta go to court again on behalf of of, of everybody you know I gotta get permission to do the thing I don't even oh I gotta torture that that is a part of his sentence but what we have to understand is to take authority in the spiritual realm and show up to court in prayer and now when I enter into his gates with thanksgiving into his courts with praise I'm thankful to him and I bless his name but then I also then say Satan then present your case against me today once he presents his case then I say okay God this is, how my, this is how I pray every morning, y'all, for real, for real. I'm like, okay, God, I take authority of this, and I, I and I, you know, I, I ask that you cancel his assignment in the name of Jesus and arrest him and destroy the altar that he built this case upon in the name of Jesus and put a hedge of protection. You know, that hedge that Job had before you took it off? Put that on me today. Thanks. <laughs> like, so I'm saying we, like, now I kind of, like, punk Satan. You know, I, I get joy when I first wake up and I go to court and be like, oh, so what's your plan against me today? Oh, that's canceled. You know, it's like, oh, you have to show up. It's my privilege to show up because my dad owns the place. So when we right. understand spiritual authority, I don't get scared about it anymore. Like, I'm not I'm not like I mean, of course, the enemy tries to because of movies and stuff give you these thoughts of I'm like, man, Satan's got to be really frail. He's really got to look like, you know how I've envisioned him like it was like on the Powerpuff Girls 
like that little thing on there. He looks like, uh, and then I look, think of Mr. Burns from the Are you talking about, Mojo. Not Mojo. Mojo. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's who I think Satan looked like. He looked like that dude. And oh, then he man. also like kind of looks like Mr. Burns from Smithers. Uh, like he's frail. He's old. <laughs> He's not, he's played. He used. Well, he don't even have power, and I think that's what bothers me when you sit here and you think about the devil's assignment. All he could do is influence and instigate, yeah, and like not a creator, he can't create anything. He, most people that instigated back in the day was was weak, right? They didn't. They couldn't fight, so they was trying to get somebody else to fight, right? So re, let, let's let's reset because Mr. Bishop. Mercy Cummins came in a little late. Like I told y'all, I told you it was going to be late. I'm, I'm starting to get this East Coast time and how, how things are set up. So, sir, can you go ahead and tell everybody where they can find you? And we're going to uh, reset and make sure you guys share, like, subscribe, and all that good jazz. And follow us on the podcast platform so you can be able to see this. Amen. <laughs> Yo, yes. <laughs> You can call me Mercy, you can call me Bishop, whatever you want to call me, it's cool. But you can find me on all social media platforms with the name on the screen, Mercy Coming. Um, praise God. Thank you, God, for getting me here. I'm a little late. Shout out to Pastor Jay. He's going to always make sure he's he's pointing out that I'm late. But Facts. it's better late than never, so God is good. God, my Baptist side of decency and order always going to pop out. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> throw that out there. But one thing I want to go ahead and uh, as we reset, make sure you share, like, subscribe. Make sure, guys, that you follow us because today we're going to have a real great conversation. I, I don't know how we got on spiritual warfare. Somebody out there is scared of No, you brought up Halloween. That's why spiritual warfare popped up. That's a good topic, too, man. Yeah, you brought up Halloween. Because I'm going to dress up as Suge Knight and not hopefully get any type of spirits that was attached to him. Amen. So, amen. amen. I'm, I'm praying that. One thing I want to ask you, um, and and then we'll go straight into more personal things. What is the scripture you go to every time you get attacked? Because you just broke down some stuff. Like, you had me think of a whole preaching series, like, because I sat there and I was I was writing a sermon in my head when you say, yeah, it's like a court. And I'm like, and then judgment day is when the verdict is going to actually go. Well, because he got to come and before everybody and say, I got Pastor Jay to do this. I got Jay to do this. I got Mercy to go do this. I got them to do this and this, 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 this. And this is my case. I got, because people forget that the, 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 Two thirds of the angels and the devil is on earth. Yeah. Like, like they're not in hell looking up because no one got there yet. Because yeah. judgment day, unless I'm reading the Bible wrong. No, you ain't reading it wrong. They, they, they read it right. That's, 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 something they I, curse too. that's something I don't think that a lot of preachers take the time to actually pay attention to. But they, you know, even when they get down to going back to uh, spiritual warfare, like Jay was just saying, a lot of pastors preach that, you know, the devil is in hell. I'm thinking to myself, like, what Bible are you reading? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what Bible you're reading, but he's not there yet. <laughs> he roaming the earth. That's a part of his curse. He don't exactly. want to. He don't right. want to be on earth because like he he doesn't want. I mean, because he's not even able to do what he wants to do. He's not. He's un, like, just imagine him like finally getting in the groove of like torturing somebody. Then all of a sudden summons back to court like. He got to keep showing. Like, that's got to be exhausting. Like, think Over of 
people think of the torture and it's like oh you little frail little nothing and it's then like, you gotta be reminded that we get to serve god and he can't no more you he know, can't. He can't. that's why the power of prayer is so it's so important because it's like once you he he gets even more like agitated and irritated when he actually sees us show up in our authority we can walk into like once jesus once the you know the cross was done and he tore the veil like then all of a sudden now we have all access to the court like and we can walk in almost like spoiled brats and being okay. like this is my daddy's place like my daddy owns the joint i already know i won the case like i'm like uh, i mean i'm just showing up for the preliminaries you know but I already won. You I know. got somebody in the back that's already writing the paper up. He yeah, knows. he's already writing the paper up. Matter of fact, my dad's already writing the paper up. He already told me before I came that I won. So he said, "I'm the head, not the tail." Yeah, he You're told me I was. He's uh, <laughs> above him and not beneath. The, the, the so. knock for already typed it in. It's already. Yeah, he's done. already typed it in. Like he's literally. He's. <laughs> it, 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 I'm part of a royal priesthood. You know, I'm just he's saying. Literally saying it over the 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 comms. Oh, my daughter's here. She won. She won. She won. I mean, it's got to be torture for the guys. So that's why I'm like, we use prayers like this. Please, God, please, guys. And, and there are times for that, too. But I'm like, prayer is also a place of like where we can really reclaim our authority. So uh, the kid that was scared of the man climbing on the wall, the spiritual guy, you know, the, the Pastor Jay that was, you know, like, mm, what's going on with the lady with the distorted face? It's like, girl. Let's go to court then. We can call, and that's the thing. We can pray without ceasing. We can go to court at any point. We have the keys. Like we can just walk in, you know. So we can say like, okay, God, whatever that was, what was that? Was that a warning? What was that? Because go ahead and arrest that and cancel that in the name of Jesus, you know. Amen. So, and you know, one thing going into, I think that's one thing that kind of bothers me nowadays. People don't read, right? And, then when it goes down to it, that's why people get beat up by the enemy in his in his dominion because they're not reading the tools in the Bible of how to actually take back that authority, how to actually deal with certain situations, how to stomp on the head of the serpent. Because yeah. we so focused, <laughs> we're so focused on the after, but there's instructions on what you're supposed to do while you're here. That right. was the same reason why Peter was was tripping until the Holy Ghost. Jesus had to come back so many times for Peter. It was ridiculous. He was like, you're going to die at 56. Are you happy? Like, you good with that? You good? <laughs> Stop being scared of death. Stop being scared and go to your assignment. Because yeah. one thing that is a difference between sound mind and self-discipline. If your mind ain't sound, you ain't going to be able to discipline your body. You're not going to be able to discipline the way you talk because yeah. your mind is chaotic. So every your actions, how you move is is, is going to be chaotic. So right. I just encourage anybody listening to us, don't have that spirit of fear. Remember that you have a sound mind. Remember that God already gave you the authority. All the devil's trying to do is say, stop hitting yourself. Stop hitting yourself. It's not really as scary as what it looks like. Stand on the foundation of what you already know. And yeah. you're the only one going through it. Yeah. You know, Pastor Jay, you were saying something about you know, stop being afraid of death. Um, if they did take the time to read like they're supposed to and spend that time alone with God and they start to begin to practice, put the word into practice and they realize that they can die daily, they will be less afraid of death. See, the more you die daily, the less you'll be afraid of death when it approaches you. But a lot of people haven't reached that place where they die daily. They don't know how to crucify the flesh. They don't know how to put the flesh to death. 
and they get themselves wrapped up in, oh, I'm afraid of this, or I can't, you know, go to sleep. A lot of grown people can't go to sleep without the nightlight on. Still, yeah. and wait a minute, what you're not gonna do is talk about my trauma. All right, I'm gonna <laughs> he in your business. <laughs> he he all in my kitchen. I need you to go wait, ahead. He has to pay you back for calling him out for being late. Hey, I see. they got a nightlight. You know, some grown folks. You know, actually, it's called a television. And then the night, the nightlight is the light over the stove. Every black house, house household got one. But here's the thing, though. Like with the whole like dying daily thing, like I think that's a powerful statement because the more, the more we die, because every day we are. If you think about it, like yes. every day we're getting older. Yes. And every day spiritually, though. We should be crucifying our our flesh to like die to the things that the world wants. You know what I mean? And like the more we die, it says to live in Christ and to die is gain. So um, I I, I take time every morning now to really, I I call it meditation. I know it's a a buzzword for people that are like, oh my gosh, it's new age and spiritual. But I do. I I pray. You know that's in the Bible. Yeah, I know. First, I do. It's in it's in the beginning of the Old Testament. Like no, they definitely. But I'm saying, but people, almost everything is. But like when the world starts using it, then it's like, oh my gosh, don't say it. But no, I do meditate. Meaning, I quiet every like I quiet my mouth. I don't talk, and I allow myself to do what the Bible says about thinking on these things whatsoever. Things are lovely, pure, and of good report. Think on these things, and I have tried to also envision. What does heaven look like? What is that? What like so I can get excited about it? Like I, I want to anticipate going so that. But you have to discipline yourself to take the time out to say like, this earth cannot be it, you know. Right. Like and so you had asked me earlier what was my favorite like scripture to go to and it's Jeremiah twenty nine eleven especially because I've gone through some really tough times over the past few years Jeremiah twenty nine eleven for I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you plans to give you hope and a future and so when I felt like I didn't have a hope when I felt like I didn't have a future like I gleaned on that scripture that was the only one I could literally stand on because it was like like God does have a plan for me I know it doesn't seem like it and I feel like the plan that I thought God gave me has completely gone away. Um, I believe that God does have, I have to trust that God has a plan for me. So that's my, that's my go-to. You know, it's crazy. Um, I was just telling my wife about this. If you ever want to make God laugh, tell him your plan. Tell me about it. Um, because a lot of times we, we, yes, it says if you make the plan, he will order your steps, but that doesn't mean that that plan will actually come into fruition he might order your steps into something totally different but gets to the same goal of what you were trying to do right it might not look like the way that you wanted it to look because i was a control freak before christ i'm not gonna lie to you i'd like control freak in christ (laughs) (laughs) like i'm ex-military so i'm sitting here like this need to be this you need to be here at this time you need to be doing this it needs there it is like you know But one thing that I I realized with God is that, man, God is not on my time. I'm on his. And he he knows what's best for me. Some of the things I think is the best or I want to do this. I want to get this house. I want to get that. Man, I'll be stressed out, not even enjoying. And that's why you see so many people unhappy. They think they want to get to a goal of something. And then they're sitting there and they're miserable because they haven't had a time to actually 
sit and smell the roses. See, sit and enjoy their life. Sit there and enjoy their kids. So many people are on the daily rat race. But how many times you sat there and be like, man, I just sat and watched a movie and talked with my child. Like, yeah. those things is a million dollars to me. But I had to grow to that. I had to actually mm -hmm. meditate on because I meditate every morning, which meditate meditating is only just listening to God's voice and shutting up because praying is talking to him and meditating is you listening for your spiritual download from God so that he could talk to you. Because like um, I think it was uh, Phyllis, Phyllis Sheard's book where it said sometimes we talk too much and God can't get a word in. Because we're always, oh God, yeah, oh God, I'm going through this, and he like, I'm wait, you, I, I'm, I'll give you the answer if, if I could talk, and that's what meditating is, being able to sit in a quiet place, get away from every distraction, and listening for God's voice because His still voice will happen. It's it will, it will get you out your feelings. It will your your the Holy Spirit be able to comfort you in situations where you could be able to sit there and be like. Oh, I was tripping. And he was like, yep, he was. You was. Now get it back together. We 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 good and go about your business. And it could look simple. It could look like you just sitting there at a table and you're like, man, well, you ain't said nothing. That could have been you and God just like, man, God, I don't even know how to deal with this situation. I'll give you a perfect example. People can't can't get past that forgiveness part. They're so easy to go to anger. Well, God showed me that all you simply have to do is let him guide the conversation. Most people are going to talk about what the problem was. And God's going to tell you, is it worth you arguing? Because you could argue every single sentence. Or you could truly have peace and not let this stress you no more. Because stress is the number one killer. And we have to get to a point where as Christians, we're believers. We're supposed to be healed and set free. We got to start living in that, honestly. Because yeah. it's a fight where we're, we're fighting ourselves. The person you I had to fight myself though. I had to. After what I went through, like I'm not, you know, just everybody got their own journey. But like I, I needed because I had lived such a Pharisaical life for so long, where I was just super judgmental, super rigid. Um, I gave very little grace to people because I was just kind of like, sin is a choice, da, 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 da. you know, like you know, and it is. Um, but I had very little, little grace for people. And I felt like if you weren't saved the way I was saved, then you weren't going to make it, you know? And so um, it was true. I was real Kojic. Yeah. Oh, you was Kojic, Kojic. Mm, big Kojic. Mm -hmm. Oh, y'all didn't like us. Y'all was yeah. like, oh, Baptist people. Yeah, we couldn't even wear red. This meant Jezebel, you know? I'm Lord. <laughs> red meant Jezebel. The Jesus. <laughs> we thank God for it. <laughs> oh now okay. we they, they come a long way since then, but as I was growing up back in the eighties, like that was that was a big deal. Like we had to wear skirts all the time, couldn't cut our hair, we couldn't do anything, you know. And so, um, after going through like with all of the success that I had had in music and ministry, and then being married for twenty years, and then you know finding out that my ex had an affair and he's a preacher, and it was just like it was definitely hard on me because I've helped so many people. Go through those similar situations, and their families came back together. And I was believing God to bring my family back together, and Him to file for divorce and then get remarried. It's like, wow, God, where were you? So I was really upset. That's why I said I couldn't listen to the story, Job, because it was kind of like, well, am I going through that? Like, what did I do to deserve that? And so me and God was beefing for a minute. I'm like, I'm pissed. I don't feel like forgiving quickly. I'm upset. My family. I was married literally 20 years. I have a daughter that just turned 20. So I'm like, like. 
I'm like, this was almost half, this was half my life, you know? So what is going on? What am I supposed to do? Now I'm supposed to start over. Like I now got to date again. Now I have to heal and go through counseling for the, So I was upset. So I, I have a lot more grace for people that have unforgiveness because I did struggle with that. Now I've only been divorced now, uh, three years, almost three years, um, now. And so the first year I hated everybody. And I was like, man, I don't care about anybody that's saying that I shouldn't hate nobody. I'm mad at every, I'm mad at the church because the church should have helped us. Like nobody held them accountable. Nobody called them out. Nobody pulled them to the table and say, yo, make your family work. You know, where were the biblical men? Where were the women that were supposed to support me in the church? I've helped so many people. So it's like, where was my help? <laughs> like, where's the church? You know, so I had to go through that, you know, for that year of like really just being upset. And so I give grace for that. But then going through making the decision where I'm like, I don't want to live like this. I don't want to stay like this because I also don't want to stagnate whatever God wants to do in my life. And so I had to forgive God, if that makes sense. Like I had to be like, I know this wasn't you playing me. Like I like I forgive you. He's like, well, I ain't do nothing. But I'm like, I have to forgive you for me. Like, you know, for the terminology for me, because I felt like you was my boy and you how could you let that happen? You know? And so uh, just going through that, it just has given me so much grace and also so much excitement about the future. That's why that Jeremiah 29, 11 scripture means so much to me because I do believe that God has a great future because what he promised me is that even though my plan A didn't work, even though I believe it was from God, um, he's going to give me a plan B, which stands for better. You know, he's, co he's, he's coming. So that's why I'm so excited to really empty out all of the gifts that I have. Like I'm a singer, I'm a songwriter, I'm a speaker, I'm a podcaster. I've done podcasting with uh, Joyce Meyer for the past um, four years. And I, I just recently closed that chapter, but I was working for Joyce Meyer as her worship pastor, as her marketing director um, for the past 10 years. And so um, I've been able to be a part of that ministry for a very long time. I've written for people like Lecrae, Trip Lee, Tadashi, The Truth, all the Christian hip hop guys. I've sang backgrounds with Erica Campbell, T Mary Mary, like uh, Donnie McClurkin. I've done a lot in the music industry, um, but I, I took a pause uh, to actually support my ex-husband, like in his ministry. And then to feel like God took a pause right when I had three major record deals, like wanting to sign me, it felt like a slap in the face to have that, you know, and then having to restart again. But I, I feel a fresh wind and um, fresh creativity, less judgment, just a different, I'm a whole different person, which I'm, I'm very grateful for um, that. I finally got to a place where I can forgive him and bless him and pray for him and his new wife um, and their, their daughter. And so like that, that takes a lot in, in just a short amount of time that takes, that takes a lot. And so I'm really grateful for, for God because it, I couldn't do it in my own strength. So super excited about what God's doing right now though, living in the present. Well, one thing I could definitely say is one thing that I heard, during that whole time is that you have brand new eyes to be able to see things differently. Yeah. And 100%. you be able to, I really feel like when God, I, I can't stand this part, but I know it's to be true. When God puts you through things, it's never for you. Yeah. It's, it, it's always to be able to show through that same kind of process, like the devil going to, to test Job uh -huh. and, and, and show that, Oh, have you considered, Jay, why did he consider you? Because Jay strong enough to get through it, and he saw the end. He and he saw the beginning, and he saw the end. One thing that got me is that you keep saying my the scripture that saved my life. 
I talked about this. It's really, you thought you were bothered by me saying, Joe, I'm bothered that the scripture, like literally when I got the military, um, Jeremiah 29 and 11 saved my life. There wouldn't be no Pastor Jay if it wasn't for that scripture. Because I told God, I had a shotgun in my hand. And I told God, I said, you got to tell me a scripture. Because I came out, I served this country. I sounded like the dude off dead presidents. And I wow. served this country. And I come back and I can't even get food stamps. I got kids to feed. And nobody hired me. I'm a vet. I didn't serve this and came back to what? Right. And God, God was like, man, I have no evil intent for you. That stood out out of that scripture that you talked yeah. about. Yeah. And I said, okay, so you ain't got no evil intent for me. And then he said, but I got a future for you. And I was like, okay, so what's next? Yeah. And all I heard was trust me. Yeah. So he picks his strongest ones. Very true. I don't know why he keep thinking I'm strong, but he be, cause I begin whooped. Boy, down. listen, you talking my language. I be like, boy, <laughs> yeah, at that's some why point. I said, take me off the strong list. Listen, my, 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 one of my favorite people is my big brother. And he say, man, D, you know, I feel like my Jesus just like to abuse me. <laughs> <laughs> like he likes to, like I'm a punching bag. <laughs> And and that's the thing that like with the considering my servant Job, like with that story that that God gave me another revelation was, it wasn't a consider like, hey, you thought about uh, Pastor Jay, you thought about Mercy, you thought about Jay, you know, you know, it was more like because Satan has to have permission to touch people, he has a list of names that he's going through, and he probably was like, wait, where is Job's name on the list? Like, have you considered Job? Like, where is he on the list? Like. You can't touch him without my permission. You know that, right? Like, have you considered him? And he's like, yeah, I've considered him, but you have this hedge of protection around him. Like, I can't touch him. The guy's like, you're right. It is about time for that, basically, that to be almost like a renewal of that, that hedge of protection. So, like, it's almost like God had forgotten that he had, had this hedge of protection because Joe was so upright. That right. I, like, so I, it, it shifted me from thinking that God just considered Job and just threw him out of the, like, oh, what about Job? It was more like, looking through the paperwork that Satan has to submit every morning. Like, can you imagine like him having to submit paperwork on everybody on earth? Every That's so tedious. Like, what does he have time to do that? Like that is a, this is, he's really literally living in hell right now. He's probably looking forward to burning. I don't know. Cause he's like, I don't have to do paperwork anymore, but I'm saying like, he literally has to like submit this. And it's to me, like what God showed me was like, he was looking through it. Like, like, where's Job? Like, you haven't mentioned Job. Have you considered Job? Like, what are you doing with him? So that made me feel a little bit better. Like, Satan literally has to get permission to touch me. And I have had a good life. And I've had things happen. But he has to get permission to touch me. And God's like, well, I, but you can't kill her. You can't kill her. You know, but you, you can touch her, but you can't kill her. And so my mindset on that is very different. now Because I was also like, so what? He's supposed to be happy because he got a whole new family. What about the first family? So he's supposed to be not not grieving his first set of kids like what in the world like like I don't like that like <laughs> I don't like how the bible glamorizes that it's like mm, I'm gonna always love my daughter and even if I have any other kids through another marriage like I will always love my daughter you know man they never mentioned that he even grieved at, uh over the children anymore it's like how do you lose that many children and not think about it daily <laughs> like the Bible is dramatic in a lot of it's dramatic, yeah. It's, it's dramatic. You ain't grieved no more. All yeah. 
they got killed at the same time that's vicious to me it's okay. like all of a sudden job ended up in like this dark place as soon as his children died and just got tormented and tortured from his friends and then his wife turned on him so it was like all he had to go back to was ash to ash and dust to dust i trust god with this thing i got like yeah. man Jeez. So, that's crazy when you sit there and you think about god will really redirect you back to him Mm -hmm. that's what the prodigal son was all about he was like yep i'll let you go out there turn up in vegas lose all your money get sick, and i'm and then i'm gonna let you sit at the corner of las vegas boulevard with a, a sign to remember how i had you before all that was it yeah. really worth it? Was it really worth it you getting drunk every day? Was it really worth it you going out there and being so mean to people? Because now you feel, because what you reap is what you sow. And right. one thing that you, what you said earlier, I think a lot of people went through that until they went through something. Yeah. The whole part, I don't got grace for you. Well, I don't know. I've never been like one of those super duper Christians when I first no, got I started. was. I was. It wasn't that I didn't have grace for people. It was just kind of like, when you're ready to make a choice to live for Jesus, call me. <laughs> it was like that. But like after I got- Well, you wasn't that, like that, mm, like the mothers used to do when, mm -mm. when people- I never was like that. Like people always loved like talking to me, but I was kind of like, well, just stay out there because I'd, re I'd rather you be hot or cold than it'll be lukewarm. So go ahead and freeze. Like let's go ahead and do like, because he going to spit you out of the mouth. So like go ahead and just enjoy your life. But don't come yeah. inside until you're ready to- that is okay. some silent shade if I ain't never heard before. He just gonna spit you out. You go, you just, I'm not saying you're gonna burn, but you're definitely gonna get spit out. <laughs> See, I can empathize with I can empathize with Jado on on plenty of uh scenarios that she mentioned, especially with the spouse stepping out and having affairs. Um I had also I could have taken a turn for the worse. Um, the guy that I looked up to who spent a lot of time with me in the gospel, um, teaching me the word, um, me and my wife were going through a, a, a separation, not legally, but, you know, we were still in the same house, still raising our children, but mentally we were separated and he ended up taking, um, his wife and my wife out with another guy. Mm, like out a setup. The, out to eat. And it, like a double it date really, without you. It nearly destroyed me. Like, and I was looking up to him, like, you know, when I found out about it, it wasn't that he told me or she told me, the Holy Spirit told me. And I was sitting there in shock, like, like, I, like, you teaching me the word of God, but you taking my wife behind my back, meet another guy, you know. So I, I kind of understand, or I do understand, not kind of, I understand from the inside how it can turn you know, internally, it can turn you away from the church. It can turn you away from wanting to have anything to do with God because it's like, God, like, why would you set me up like this? Like, yeah, you know, most times it's the man stepping out, but you know, for my wife, my ex-wife to step out the way that she did, it was like, this is, this is torment, like torture. And I'm, I'm getting closer to you at that time. I was immature in spirit. So I had no clue about what was going on. And like you said, People kept coming to me prophesying, oh, you're going through a job experience. And my first response would be, shut up. I don't want to hear nothing about God. Exactly. Like, that I would be my literal, my, I'm, verbally, I would tell them straight to their face, prophets, prophetess, apostle, whoever they were. I didn't care. Because at that point, I was like, a prophet took my wife out to dinner with another man. So exactly. I don't it care what nobody said. That thing was disrespectful. But at the same time, 
it let me know not to put my trust in man. And I was young. I was like 23, 24 years old. So, you know, um, I empathize with a lot of stuff that you said. Well, thank you. Because that was crazy too. Like like the the person that um, my ex had his first affair with was um, some a, a woman that was married to someone that uh, went to the, that was a, a friend of ours for about 10 years. And we helped them like restore their marriage. Oh man. And so then he ended up having an affair with the woman. She was still married to him. And so it was just, it was like, so you use me to restore their marriage and then she cheats with my hood. Like, I don't, mm, mm. <laughs> it was a lot. It was a lot. So it was so layered. And so, like I said, that, that, that season definitely um, was meant. I knew what it was. And that was why I said even about dreams, because I wasn't told about it. I had a dream about it. Like God showed me in a dream. And so, um, and then in a vision and I'm like, Oh, you know? And so, um, what it, what it was meant to do was to silence me. And, but I'm so grateful that it didn't. Um, I'm, I'm very, very grateful that, um, I have fresh stuff coming out of me. I'm living in the present. I've forgiven. I mean, and it doesn't mean that it doesn't still sting. It doesn't mean that it doesn't still hurt at times, but for the most part, I'm so grateful for where I am right now and who I am. I've relocated from. I was in St. Louis, Missouri. Um, that was where I was raised, born and raised. And then that's also where Joyce Meyer's ministry was. Um, like I've lived in LA and Chicago for a little bit, but um, I moved from St. Louis because I closed that chapter and I moved to Atlanta. And um, I was helping a church uh, called Limitless Church with a lady named Real Talk Kim. So I was helping her on an executive pastor level. Um, and then uh, I closed that chapter quickly because I knew that God didn't want me back uh, like intertwined with a church like that. Um, uh, but, but I'm now like doing more contractual work. So I'm working with several churches, one being Pastor Jamal Bryant's church in New Birth here in Atlanta. Um, I'm not on staff there. I'm working through my company to help them with some strategic planning and strategic branding. Um, and so I love, I love that space, but still doing, like I said, a lot of podcasting, um, like and also like God opened the door with radio. I was not expecting for my big sis Erica Campbell to reach out to me and tell me that she would want me to co-host on her show sometime, which has been an amazing opportunity to to fill in for her as she uh, she's on her promo tour for her new album. And so uh, I've been doing some of the get up mornings for her and uh, just filled in for Griff the other day. So that's a cool unexpected opportunity. So like right now, because I'm single now and I'm in my forties, but I'm like mature, but I'm also super flexible. You know, I just have the, it's very, it's a very freeing feeling to not have to be, to not even have to consider anybody right now. And I, I that's very kind of God to allow me to have this moment. I never lived by myself. I went from living from my parent with my parents and then I got married my junior year of college. And so, and I had roommates in college. And so I went right from, and I never lived on my own. So this is my first time like experiencing life on my own, you know, and so it's it's a it's a it's a kind gift of God. I don't want to live here too long. I don't want to be alone too long now. I gotta wrap it up. But like, uh, but I, I appreciate God for this season and, and like that. Some cool things are being birthed out of it. That's a blessing. Yeah. The dating pool is not what it used to be. It's ghetto <laughs> out here, and that's the part that make me mad at my ex husband. <laughs> that's that's the part that be making me like mad at him. Like, how dare you have me back out here in these ratchet streets again? <laughs> like, like dating is so ghetto right now. Like, you go from being married for twenty years. I've known him since I was eleven. I'm I'll be forty two in a few weeks, and it's like, 
and now I'm in, I'm 42 and I'm about to I'm dating. Ugh, it's stupid. So I'll be praying for a system. Let's get well, out one, here. One thing I could definitely say that's a powerful testimony from what you were just saying because you just freed somebody. I, I want you to know because somebody, if you didn't know, is going through what you was just going through being yeah. mad. God. Yeah. And one thing that you said that was powerful that I don't even think you really know that you just said, you've got to learn what you like. See, a lot of times we identify, we don't know our identity, like outside mom, outside wife, outside husband, outside yeah. dad, outside worker, outside whatever. What does outside pastor, outside ministry? We don't even all know that. that. Yeah. So COVID was my reflection because before COVID, I was running. I was going everywhere. Stella's here, there, that, this. And I was like, bruh, I don't know what I like to do outside of me just constantly moving. And God had to give me a reflection and really just sit me down. I remember having COVID in this isolated room. And I was just like, man, what do I like to do? Mm -hmm. Like, that's a simple song. What is my why now? Like mm -hmm. everybody, when once you get the goal, once you start developing what you wanted already, what is your why after? And yeah. that's something that nobody really tells you. Like you, like you don't hear that and like, oh, know your why. You, you just kind of yeah. like pray and keep going in your purpose. I'm like, no, nah, I want to know what's my why. So when I'm going in those moments and the veil is taken off of me and the and, and the demons are coming with AKs and grenades to blow my setup, I want to know why I'm fighting back. You right. know. This, maybe that's the soldier in me. I just want to know. That was why. very soldiery, but yeah, I, mean, I get what you're saying. It was the demons like, with just, the AKs and all that stuff. That was an event. <laughs> but no, but I, I get it. Swords, daggers. That was another reason, though, that I thank God that he did um, deliver me from. Did you hear me? You were breaking up a little bit, but I heard you. Mercy, what'd you say? Oh, I was just okay. saying that's another. Yeah, it was breaking up a little bit, but I was just saying I thank God. Um, to piggyback off what Pastor Jay was just saying, um, when I found out that there was something going on between her and another guy, um, it it literally took my mind and put me in a very dangerous place. And if it wasn't for God delivering me from that marriage, I would not have known who I am today because I had yeah. lost my I had lost my identity. Seriously. Oh yeah. Could completely in trying to please her and you know that's not something god wants he's a jealous guy he definitely wants to be first in the relationship and once my focus had shifted to um solely her the lord say it's enough of this and i had forgiven her see jay you better than me but i had taken her back two other times and she kept doing the same thing you know mm -hmm. what I mean? and i finally had the strength and courage to say you know what regardless of you know the children that we had in the marriage or whatever the case may be i gotta let this go and she ended up um the reason i ended up letting her go completely was because she had a child on me so wow yeah yeah well, well we i didn't have married. a choice he didn't want it like i was willing like because I, I don't want to make myself sound like i'm this strong strong woman or whatever but no he he did not have the courage to do the work to to make it better like he was, he was humiliated and wanted to fast forward through the repercussions, fast forward through the shame and just get a whole new wife real quick. <laughs> you know, like he just no wanted to, but he just, and, and he'll see. And, and so I, I've given him completely over to God at this point, but I was hurt at the moment. But um, 
it was because I definitely was like standing on the word of God, like God's going to bring my family back together and all this stuff. And I never thought I was always like, if a man ever cheat on me, he can keep going. He can go. But like, you never know until you get into it, how you'll do. But like something I did want to say was like one of the moments that I knew I um, didn't know who I was anymore was after he left. And then my daughter, who I've raised because I, I was um, I was physically abused by my dad, who was also my pastor. Um, and so I always wanted a relationship with my father and, um, other than like church, like I was always a performance. I was a self-proclaimed Martha. If I was singing or doing some type of program or creative or Christmas program or something, then my dad would give me praise. Other than that, he was mad at me and, and not very nice. And so I wanted so desperately for my daughter to have such a great relationship with her father that I made sure of that. I made sure that she had a great, like they had daddy daughter dates. I made, I scheduled them. I was so excited to do that. I never thought that he'd ever cheat on me and leave me. You know, I thought I was investing into our family, but I wanted to show my daughter um, a strong black woman, an entrepreneur, somebody that hustled. Cause my mom was very passive, very quiet, very sanctified. And I was like, mom, why didn't you speak up for me? You know? And so I did that for my daughter a lot. So I showed up as like this independent, strong woman when I should have been balancing that off too. But all that to say, when my ex left me, my daughter did eventually decide to go with him. And that was hard for me. But I remember when I really knew that I didn't know who I was, was the first time I went to the grocery store after they both had left. And I, because I didn't have any food in the house and I had really hadn't eaten in like about a week or so. It was just kind of like, whatever. I called it fast and really I was depressed, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, um, but I remember going to the grocery store and I had to call my best friend because I had a panic attack and I started crying. I said, I don't even know what I like. Like, I don't know what to get. Yeah. My yeah. whole grocery list had always been catered to what he liked and what she liked. And I just kind of just ate whatever, like whatever they had. I'm like, I don't want cereal. I don't, I don't want cheese. I don't want, you know, like I don't drink regular. I don't like milk. Like, like I like almond, you know, like what do I like? I, I've, and I had a panic attack in the store and I had to leave. And then my friend had to help me order like an Instacart because I was just like, I don't even know what I like. Like, and I, that overwhelmed me. So I, that's how deep it was and practical it was and how I lost myself in my marriage. I didn't even know what I like to eat because I just kind of ate, kind of like the prodigal son. I kind of just ate the crumbs. At the I just ate whatever I made them because everything right. was about making sure that they were happy. So like I said, this has been a huge, fun, exciting, hard terrible <laughs> but beautiful journey of discovering me and that's what's reflected in everything that I do now whether it be podcasting music or speaking amen and one thing I wanted to say mercy because God keep getting on my head about it so in the situation he was talking about about that prophet um my pastor showed us something that really stuck out to me and what it was is it was he grabbed some mud and he put his hands in the mud and he said now will you let me pray for you and everybody was like nah nah I would never and he said there's a lot of people that you let into your sanctuary into your into your household into your family that have muddy hands and you let them pray for you and then you wonder why muddy situations happen right. and that really hit me 
because a lot of times, um, cause I did, I actually went to a Kojic middle school and I did a full service. I, I pray for you, Jay, because I would never do that. I did it once. And I said, you'll never get me again. Um, <laughs> he said, you got to watch who, who pray for you That's because right. some people might be praying against you. And, and that's one thing to know yourself and know that sometimes, yes, this never forsake the assembly, assembly of God. Yes, I believe in that. But you should know yourself enough in your identity to know that all you need is God. Because sometimes we put too much trust. I was in the church hurt. I had things. We did the house sweet the sound. I was mad at my pastor. I said, I'm never going to sing again. I'm, I'm just a contract uh, a choir director. And I'm doing all the youth things. And I'm doing it for money. And when I had my car accident, God said, I saved you because you was leading down a destructive way. Mm. So I had to let that go. So I just wanted to say that to you. Jay. Yo, yes. Yo, 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 music. We're gonna go real brief onto it because I know we went over. But oh yes, we've been preaching this whole time, and I'm tired because I'm in East Coast or Eastern time. I know both. <laughs> Y'all both is, yeah. but thank God for uh, this conversation because it saved somebody. Yeah. yeah. One thing I want uh, to just say is her music's dope. Like she said, she wrote for thank many you. people, and like. I was in my job jamming to her song Ghost. I was like, what? This can't be her. This, okay, I, I hear you. She had the little ad-libs and then the long note with the ad-lib in the middle. I said, okay, I see you. So one thing I want, uh, want you to talk about before we go is your new single that's coming out. What yeah. That song, well, a lot of people knew me, like I said before, like I had a, an album called Culture Shock um, that I released independently with uh, Central South and Infinity Distribution back in the day when all the Christian hip hoppers were um, putting music out like that. And that's when I was nominated for the Dove Award for Hip Hop Artist of the Year, even though I'm not a rapper. I don't rap, do rap at all. Uh, my parents didn't even let me listen to rap, but all the rap guys liked me on there. I was like the Rihanna of all things hip hop. And so some of my biggest music with Lecrae was like a song called God Is Enough back in the day. People used to love that song. That was one of the I first love that songs. song still to this day. Thank you. So I wrote that and that was me singing that. And then um, another big song that I did was with Trip Lee called The Invasion, the hero song. People love that. I did songs with Tadashi. Um, and so my personal music um, has been a fun journey for me because I always wanted to push the envelope when it came to music. I was always like the rebel, even in gospel. People always assume because in church, I used to always sing the Clark sister stuff. People called me Lil Dorinda because I can do that. I can go to church real easy. But everything that comes in my heart as far as like what I write is always more pushing the envelope as far as like sonically, rhythmically. And so that's why I gravitated towards more of the hip hop side of things, which is also why I worked well with Mary Mary because they were more on the urban uh, side of things. And so um, when I came up with the song Ghost, that was post-divorce. That was one, that was the first song that I put out post-divorce. I, I teamed up with Monarch and I said, I don't have nothing really to say to God for real. I don't want to say nothing bad, but I want to say that my ex-husband and the church were ghosts. Like they left me and they did. And I really did want it to be a call to be okay because I've seen so many people even in the church, like women, like first ladies with pastors that cheat. And even like you, uh, Mercy, like people that 
but where where's the justice for that? Where's the support of the church? Because a lot of times the church is so uncomfortable with things and topics and topics like this because they don't want to look like they're choosing a side. But it's like, but you can choose a side about righteousness or not, right? Like right, I'm not right, saying right. excommunicate him from the church, but you all have already he's already opened another church already. It's like is, is there any accountability anymore, you know? Um, and so uh, I was like, the church is a ghost. We need to do better. That My ex-husband, he's a ghost. My friends, ghost. Cause they were like, it was awkward. That's what people said to me. <laughs> you don't think it was awkward for me? And so I wrote the song, you a ghost, you do the most. Where were you when I needed you? You hit the road, you a ghost, you do the most. But it hurt at first, but I'm better now. So let's make a toast to the ghost. Yeah, I did, I wrote that. So I, we put it out on the R&B charts and, and it did really, really well, actually. It was on like, Apple picked it up for their brown sugar playlist several, like couple months even. It was on that Apple, mm -hmm. Apple uh, that brown sugar playlist. I was like, Oh, who knew, you know, <laughs> but since then, um, like I just recently released a song with William Demps, um, when in Israel Houghton, I wrote a song for them and, uh, it's doing well, it's called joy. So I'm singing backgrounds on that, but I'm also, I also co-wrote that. And then I uh, did a song with story church and a guy named one chance called God like you. And then November 17th, I'm releasing my, uh, my new single called 555. And it's more of an Afro beats type song. And I'm really excited about it. Um, and because it, I honestly, right when, right before uh, all the stuff started happening with my family, I started seeing the numbers 555. I've always been a five person, like five is the number of grace. And so my birthday is November 5th. And so I've always been some, so five has just been my number, you know, but then Right before everything started going down, I started waking up at 5.55, like 5.55 in the morning. Uh, I'd get really hungry and I look at the clock and it'd be 5.55. I'd get an appointment somewhere and it'd be like 555 Grand Street. You know, it's like, what? Everything's 5. I would just see 5.55 everywhere. And when I went and talked to one of my, my um, pastor friends, he was like, it's because you're graced to do this, this, and that in this season. You're about to go through something really hard. This is before I knew about the affair. He's like, you're about to go through something really hard, but you're going to have to push through to use all five of your talents to do this, this, and that. And so I wrote a song called, you know, Your Grace and Mercy Got Me Seeing 555. So I'm excited about that dropping on November 17th. And then uh, top of the year, hopefully then I'll be able to release my new song with Molly Music that I wrote. So lots of stuff. Oh, that's going to that be dope. That's going to be dope. waiting for that one because you said, I, I'm I'm. I, Right back what you said. Just see me on social media. We're going to tell you when it drop. Everybody go to social media. Crickets. Because it ain't ready yet. It wasn't ready to drop. <laughs> I, I, like, my thing about it is I've waited so long. I, I want to make sure that it's the. I've been negotiating a record deal. Um, God has put a lot of cool things at my at my feet <laughs> right now. Like I said, God is get, like, it's like fresh eyes. What you said, Pastor Jay, like it's fresh eyes, fresh uh, opportunities, like it's just really cool to see God do um, what he's doing right now. So I didn't want to rush it just for the sake of like, you see what happened with ghost. I didn't rush that. I think that was good for me to get that out. Cause I'm no longer even there. I don't care if he's a ghost or if right here in my face, God bless him and all his endeavors. Um, but like, I needed to get that out. And the fact that I did it with Monarch and the fact that you still can't find it on Instagram is crazy to me. So like, that's the independent life. I'm still doing one-off situations with even like a big brand, like an E1 Monarch, like that's huge engine. Like, <laughs> you know, the major, that's a major uh, on the gospel side of things. You would think that you could still find it, but you can't. So I wanted to make sure with this song that I have that I wrote with Molly, it's 
shouts out to Teddy P. He produced it. Um, my boy Teddy B, who does all of the production for Keandra Lockett, who does all the production for Jordan Armstrong. Um, he teamed up with me and me and him are doing some work together. And so this song is called Sunshine uh, with me and Molly. And y'all just look out. It's great. It's a hit. I wrote it and I was like, this the one. So I, I, I'm excited about 555, but I know it's the, the alley-oop to what Sunshine is about to do. So 2024 is the year. So y'all be looking out. Damn. I heard it here first. Bam. Heard it here at Anointed <laughs> Radio, Las Vegas' number one gospel station. I want everybody to make sure that you guys go follow Miss J. See, I, I, I'll be saying Miss J talks, but your name is J, Miss J Williams. Like, I'm, well, I don't even like Williams because that's that man name, but um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but it is still Williams oh, because geez. I didn't feel like changing all of my passport and stuff. But uh, I go by J Vaughn Williams, um, but I really just go by J. People always want to call me Miss J, Sister J, Pastor J. Now, that's when I'm in my pastor role, then yeah, they do call me that, they call me PJ or Pastor J, but um, but. You can just call me Jay. You don't have to put a miss, Mrs. Nothing, or you ain't got to put no last name because who knows what that last name going to be in 2024 because God might send me a man. <laughs> Yo, Boaz. I don't want Boaz. I don't like that story. <laughs> Y'all know what Ruth told Naomi to do? That's another vibe. That's a whole nother. We got to come back for that one. I think Ruth killed so we got to talk about that later but guys go follow miss j talks everybody on social media i'm saying j talks because that's her social media handle that's my social media handle yes so make sure you guys go follow her at j talks and it's j i one thing i wanted to say from the bottom of my heart from anointed radio because we was beefing if y'all didn't know backstory little backstory is we was beefing. it's not a real beef like he was just in his feelings y'all facts i'm sensitive so but we solved it and i'm glad that you came and i really all seriousness i appreciate you guys for you coming on and telling your story i know it was very unorthodox it wasn't all music heavy but i i let the the spirit go because i know right now people that is in your past situation currently like sitting here not knowing what to do worried about the future and they don't know and like the only person that could really tell somebody is somebody that been through it you know what i'm saying that's why i say there's power in the testimony and that's why i love this platform because this is this is for somebody to be able to come back and say man i saw jay's interview and she she hit some things at home that's what anointed radio is and that, but that's really what being a believer is about. And that's, I found strength in that. I found healing in that. So anybody that is watching or listening, like understanding that we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And I remember when I first found out about this was right after I had got, just gotten done with my first season of the Joyce Meyer Talk It Out podcast. And that podcast had just got launched um, with Joyce Meyer. And I, I started that podcast being the, the, the urban, young, cute couple you know, but then all of a sudden taking a pivot and I'm like, do I talk about this on this platform? And God was like, yes, you talk about it. And so I went through my whole divorce. I went through COVID. I went through all of it on the podcast. Now that podcast, when I left, it was over 11 million subscribers. The amount of emails um, and the amount of 
testimonies I get on a daily basis because they still play all of my episodes with Joyce Meyer. You all can check those out on uh, YouTube, on Joyce Meyer's uh, platform, Talk, Talk It Out. Um, I have over an, 100 episodes on there where I went through my entire process of being like, I ain't, I ain't talking to God right now. I did that. I talked. I told Joyce this. I was like, mm. I ain't doing it like while I was like live in action on it. Um, but then like, and they still air it on, um, on all of the Christian networks and on ABC and all that stuff on her enjoying everyday live show. So it's syndicated in over a hundred countries and over a hundred languages. So definitely check it out. And so, um, but I, I found strength and healing through talking through my my process in a real relevant way, not exposing people. I never said names. I never did that. But it's my story, and you can't take it away from me. If you don't, if you get mad about me reading aloud the chapter of my book that you wrote that I didn't ask for, that's on you. So I I talked about my story, and I did it in the most gracious ways possible. But that's what I really do feel on top of therapy and a lot of time with the Lord. Um, like I definitely know that that helped me expedite because a lot of people say it takes almost half the time you were married to fully heal from, you know, whatever you dealt with. With me being married 20 years, it was 10 years. I'm three years in and I feel amazing. Now, like I said, I still have moments of like hurt and pain and, and anger, frustration by being alone in a new city. I'm in Atlanta now, like what in the world, you know? So um, and then when I think of dating, ghetto, that makes me pissed, you know, but <laughs> but I think about the fact that I've been able to share and like the amount of emails and love and support my followers on social media. Um, they definitely um, encourage me and like, hey, you helped me through. I was going through divorce, too. I was I just found out my wife was cheating or I just found out my husband was cheating. or I just, Like, it's just been like, who knew that that would be my platform? Never wanted that to be my platform. But um, I'm, I'm graced to do it. And so I'm, I'm grateful. So it's definitely strength in sharing your testimony. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So thank you for sharing yours too, Mercy. Seriously. No problem. It definitely touched me when you spoke about it. And that's something that, you know, I share with a lot of couples that are going through um issues. And God also had me um help a few marriages, um, or save a few marriages from divorce. And I always share my testimony to let them know how bad it was for me and that they don't have to go through it. You know, it's not something that you have to go through just because you're in a bad spot in your your marriage. It can be restored. It just it takes a lot of work. A lot, a lot of, of people are up for the challenge, but yeah. So yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for having me. On. Well, we thank you too here at Anointed yeah. Radio. We thank you for coming on, and we always like we told everybody, like I've been telling people for the last six years. Ever since that you got onto this show, you signed something. You know what you signed? You signed that you now family now you family being said whatever that you need support from our platform we are here to help we are here to promote we're here because our mission statement is that unity brings change and if we can bring the body of christ together and be able to build each other up look how great the kingdom would be and and people would want to be saved and come back to church and and actually see a great example so i definitely appreciate you because you gave me the most valuable thing you have you know what that is time so thank you for spending time with us and everybody else that's listening i want y'all to know it ain't gotta stop 
We're on all the podcast platforms. We're on iHeartRadio. We're on everything but title. So I just saved you the whole list. We're on everything but title. So you could be able to listen to us on the podcast platform if you missed most of this interview. So definitely check us out on the podcast platform, Anointed Radio Network. We're Anointed Radio Network everywhere. Make sure that you follow us on LV Anointed Radio. And if you did not go follow everybody that's on here, including my missing host, that you know, they everybody's life here is amazing and they're doing great ministry individually so make sure that you guys go follow share like and like one don cornelius used to say peace love and so <laughs> bye y'all <laughs>